Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A dream is made real! Ricky Hatton rocks the world! How do you like it? Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I am your host, Sean. This is the Big Fight Preview, joined, as always, by Johnston for Sonny Edwards and Bam Rodriguez. Jesse Rodriguez, Sonny Edwards, one of the most anticipated fights of the year. Two titles on the line, WBO, IBF, World Flyweight titles. It's a really good close to 2023, and boxing has been fantastic this year. We're going to do our end-of-year show, and we will elaborate more on that in that end-of-year show. But, you know, this fight coming towards the end of the year is just a, a really, really great fight to be looking forward to this weekend. But there's also some other fights on the undercard. We've got the two McGrail fighters on there. We've got Galalia fight, Akma Dalaya fighting this weekend. Julio Cesar Martez defending his WBC flyweight title also this weekend as well so there's some interesting fights going on this weekend some interesting fighters and I'm really looking forward to talking about the Edwards and Rodriguez fight Johnston and and how how much of a of a really well-made fight is this and surely this has got to be one of those fights where you you sit on the fence a little bit with it yes yeah, it's, it's a tough one to call two contrasting styles and it's a special fight uh, it's another it's up there for me with a new a and fulton jr and, and crawford and spence jr i think it's it's that big for the lower divisions and obviously with them being flyweights they just don't quite get as much recognition just in my opinion i feel that flyweights just sort of get flown under the radar but this is a truly very close evenly matched fight between two very very top top fighters at the top of their game world-class fighters and yeah it's, it's as i say the, the contrast in styles you know you hope it's going to be a, a close fight you're hoping it's going to be a good fight but 
the, the difficulty is when you think of the last, the other two that I just mentioned, there, Nure Fulton and Nure demolished Fulton and then you had Crawford and Spence and Crawford demolished him. You, you wonder if maybe, you know, although this is a close fight on paper and they're both very talented individuals, if one of them might just prove that they are much better than the other. That's, that's, that's where you sort of, because of how history's gone this year, you do start to feel that maybe one of them could really just put themselves to the forefront as the main man. But other than that, it, look, it's a close fight no matter what. However you look at it, it is just a, yeah, it's a special fight. It really is. Well, let's look at the careers of these two fighters. And we've been watching both of them for quite some time. Edwards, of course, more so because he's a British fighter and we get to see more of him uh, in the UK and on obviously UK screens. Rodriguez, we started to get more exposure to him probably in the last three years or so. And I think where he came to fruition, Jesse Rodriguez, was the Kadaras fight when he fought Carlos Kadaras and he beat him via unanimous decision and he won the vacant super flyweight title when he was up at super flyweight. That was really where I think he started to surprise a lot of people because up until that point, he hadn't fought anybody of no. Let's be honest, and, and and that's the reality of the situation. He takes this big step up, and then within the space of twelve months since fighting Kajares, he's he's put himself into a position where people arguably say he's the best in the division. Following that win, he beats Wang Neck. Of course, that was another big win for him, and and them two big wins back to back then started to make people talk about him quite greatly as as maybe the best around at the moment of course he was up at superfly when he was doing this so he's actually coming down to the flyweight division and then beating christian gonzalez hernandez to win the vacant wbo title which is where we're at now he's put himself in this position where he's been up at superfly been the wbc champion come down become the wbo flyweight champion and now is defending that title and looking to unify against the ibf holder sonny edwards the one thing for me about this fight which screams volumes is the difference in the quality of their opponents. Most recently, I think Rodriguez, prior to the Kajara's fight, of course, his resume wasn't fantastic. Like it was a it was an accomplished resume. It was getting him to that point. But until that fight, it, it wasn't as accomplished. And then in the space of four fights, he's now put himself in this position, as I said earlier, where people consider him to be one of the best around at the moment. And then you look at Sonny Edwards' career, and it's it's similar in some senses, but then I don't think he's had the same challenges that Rodriguez has had so far and overcome so far in his career. And that's one of the things that's nagging me at the moment about this fight is, yes, I know how good Sonny is. He looks fantastic. He looks like the perfect style to beat Rodriguez, but he hasn't faced anybody like him yet. No, he hasn't, and especially technically. Uh, he's technically sound, and, you know, you, you look at this fight in a, in a technical aspect, you know, they've both got excellent foot footwork, outstanding footwork in the ring there, and and um, when you look at Edwards, you'd say he's probably the better fighter on the back foot, uh, and he can switch either way, which is always, for me, that's the one thing I'll say about Sonny, is he's, he's got that ability to go left or right, uh, and you don't often see that. And that is what makes him so elusive at times. Uh, you know, you could possibly say he's quite negative. I mean, I was a bit harsh on probably Haney the other one, the other day or on our other episode when we was 
talking about him, but Sonny knows he's not got power as such. You know, I think he's quite comfortable with the fact that he's not always going to knock people out. He's just going to outbox them. And he's comfortable with that. He's happy with that. And he, and he will do what he needs to do. But he hasn't fought anyone with the ability that Bam's got in terms of how he can cut off the ring and how he's very careful in his selections and he can he can change the angles. And you do wonder for me is with it being over in America, what type the judges are going to be looking at. Are they going to be looking at the aggressor? Are they going to be looking at the guy? If the guy's running away and just looking for pot shots on the back foot, is that are they going to consider that to be a negative? I mean, we can go into that in a minute. But yeah, I mean, Bam, he, he's had a, he had a decorated amateur career. Uh, I had murmurs of his name. Um, I can't say, I'm not going to turn around and say I actually looked out for him, but he had to take a risk, Sean, didn't he? He had to take a risk because as we say, you know, the flyweight divisions, they just don't get as much credibility. You get the big names in there, but after that, it, people just don't tend to watch it until they jump on the scene. He had to take a risk and he fought uh, Kudras and, and, he, and he got the win. Uh, and then obviously, Rangvasor as well, he went and done the same thing there. Um, having to take those risks to put himself into the limelight and I like that about him. And, you know, with Edwards, for me, I've, when you look at it, he, no matter who he's sort of, whatever's put in front of him, he's been able to to adjust his his, his style and, um, and you know, aggressive fighters, for instance, like the Alva, um, what's his face, Alvadaro, whatever, however you pronounce his name, Felix, uh, tough, very big puncher. And what I loved about Sonny was that he literally outboxed him and he made him look, like an average fighter at times, and that proved just how good he is. And for me, Sonny Edwards is probably our best. In terms of technical boxing, I don't think there's anyone better in Britain than Sonny Edwards. So uh, it's, it's so intriguing because you've got two guys on the top of their game, both young. I mean, obviously, Bam, three, uh, four years younger, 23. But still, it is just, it's, it's such a great fight. And, and it really is, it, it makes it very fascinating going forward. And you've got, it's just a tricky. I can see him having a rematch. I've, I've just got this feeling that I can see him having a rematch at some point. But um, yeah, I can't. Honestly, I am stuck with it. You know, when you think about it, there's so many ways you can see Sonny winning this fight and there's other ways you can see Bam winning this fight. I suppose we've got to pick one in the end, Sean. It's a, it's a tough one, though. It really is. It's a tough fight to call. Like I said at the start, it's a 50-50 fight. It's one where you're probably going to be stuck on the fence. The reason I brought the experience factor into it in terms of level of opposition is because that may play a factor on the night. However, when you're talking about technical abilities, Johnston, and you're talking about what Sonny Edwards does best in his career, we've got the opportunity to either see a dominant performance like we saw with Haney against Progray this past weekend, or we've got the potential for Jesse Rodriguez to break Sonny Edwards down and hurt him, potentially stop him or potentially bully him to the point where he, he wins this fight on points quite significantly because of that aggression that you mentioned earlier. So I do feel it, it, it could go one of those two ways. I, feel, I felt the same way about the Haney and Progray fight. I said maybe Progray could get on the inside, he could bully him, he could do things to Haney, but ultimately Haney's controlled the fight. And if I'm being honest, I, can, I could see a sort of similar outcome with this fight if Sonny Edwards is 100% on his game which I think he will be of course he's been calling for this fight for some time there's a reason he's calling for this fight there's a reason he wants it he genuinely believes that he's got the skills and the tools to beat Jesse Rodriguez whereas Rodriguez feels he's he's got the pressure and the power to, to hurt Edwards and we haven't seen anybody do that to Edwards we haven't seen anybody get near him enough to be able to hurt him and shake him and we haven't seen that test for Edwards so we don't know 
what sort of a chin Edwards might even have yet because we haven't really seen anybody really hurt him. I haven't seen anybody hurt him. I don't know if you guys listening have seen anybody significantly hurt him throughout his career, but I don't recall seeing anybody really rocking him. So we haven't had them questions answered about him yet. And maybe that won't happen because if he outboxes Rodriguez, we're not going to know until someone absolutely lands a clean flush punch on him and that fighter is a big puncher. This could be the night. But at the moment, my sort of head sways towards the the technical ability of Sonny Edwards and, and his boxing ability and the way he can make fights so easy for himself. He really can. He can, he can make them so much easier by just using that lateral movement, that footwork, his elusiveness, be able to get in and out really quickly and, and, and allow himself time to work and pick them punches accordingly. But one thing I'm picking up on that you mentioned earlier was the fact that it is in America. This is a British fighter going to America and chances are they're going to prefer the more educated, pressure, aggressive style of Rodriguez. So automatically you start to think, well, is he already up against it, Edwards, by going over there and, and taking that chance? Or will they appreciate his boxing ability? Much like they did when Mayweather was around, when, when he had that sort of a style where he wouldn't necessarily engage with the fighter, but he would do what he needed to do during the course of a round and the course of 12 rounds in a fight to be able to get that victory. If I'm being honest... At this moment in time, as we record this episode, my, my head sways towards Sonny to get a unanimous decision over Bam Rodriguez. But as the fight draws nearer in the next couple of days, following this episode, I could change my opinion. I could. I, I could be more convinced or maybe buy more into the, the hype. But at this moment in time, I'm honestly vying for, and not just because of the fact he's British, but just because I think he's got the ability to outbox and, and beat Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, the only, the only thing I will say is that, you know, with Sonny, the only time I've ever seen him go down was against that Marcel Braithwaite when he went down in the seventh. He got a cut eye. Um, but, yeah, that is the only time. And that was in 2019. That's the only time. And since then, you know, he, he's gone on a completely... He's, he's just got better and better with every fight after that. You can't really look too much into that when you're, when you're stylistically looking at these fights now because, you know, when you look at... Uh, is it Mefanli, uh, the Maturi guy, the, the uh, Mefalani, whatever his name is? Always, I'm terrible with his names, and you'll call the outbox that fella. Absolutely brilliant that night against uh, a very tough challenger. He was 39 and 2 at the time, really uh, managed to, again, went on to that next level. And then when he had the Alvarado fight, he went on even further. And yeah, when you look at their CVs, you can't help but, but favour uh, in terms of who they've fought, um, I will probably say, yes, Sonny. But then again, when you look at Bam as well, uh, and you look at, obviously, the Rangvazai fight and the Kudras fight, they're the two fights. At that point, so in 2020, summertime, 2022, I would have said Bam to win this fight easily. Since then, since the Gonzalez, the two Gonzalez fights, you've got the Christian Gonzalez fight and the Israel Gonzalez fight, where he won, he'd done just enough to win. And that was, in again, 2022. And he started this year with the Hernandez fight. He'd done just enough to win. He didn't do any more than that. And he was looking for knockout shots. He won't be doing that against Sonny. So, you know, looking on their last fight, for instance, which everyone looks at, you know, the most recent fight is that good you are at that time. You would, I'm, I'm guessing that's why Sonny's probably being picked. The lateral movement is outstanding. His footwork is, is second to none. He's got great hand speed. He can, he can 
throw it. Not only could he could stand there as well, he could stand there right in the pocket at times, which I've seen him do before. But I don't know if he would be doing that against Bam. If he does that against Bam, Bam will switch the angles. He'll work the body and he'll look for openings. And he's very, very good at doing that. I think Edwards will be on the back foot and he will probably take those early exchanges. I fancy him to just do that. Just just literally by share of volume. And, um, you know, I know people love to look at the punch heads, but sometimes you've just got to remove that away from, from all that. Um, but he will probably land a few more shots than Bam. And then Bam will gradually come into it and he's going to figure out a way because that's the one thing with Bam, even though he's 23 years of age, he's a southpaw and he's he's a very clever kid, very clever in the ring. He's got a great IQ and I just feel that he's one of those fighters, he's one of those special fighters that can adapt and change. Now, Sonny doesn't need to do that, but he can go either way and that always that's where it's hard to figure him out. So for me, I think Bam loses those that probably the first half of the fight, but then he... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Comes back. He may start working the body, finding the angles a little bit better, managing to close off the ring at times better than he had. Saying that, Sonny's engine is outstanding as well. So he will be the save from the 1st to the 12th. So Bam's got to try and work the body. You know, I went for Pro Grey last week. I went for the puncher over the boxer. The boxer tends to always win. Bam is also a boxer and he can bang a bit. But I feel 
that as the as the fight grows in, I think Bam gets closer, and I think he slows him down slightly, and he will use. I think he's just a little bit better in in his in his mind. I feel like he can adjust better, whereas Edwards is knows exactly what he's doing. He will stick to his game plan. And he won't change it because he knows he's all, it's always been effective. It's one in fights. But I think as the as the fight draws to the close and you get into those championship rounds and Bam's pulled it back, and I just feel that the judges are just going to favour his aggression over Sonny's negativity, which is what they're going to consider because he's going to be on the back foot most of the time. And then that's where I feel that it comes close. And and I feel it might it's gonna it could be this one could be a draw. You said it last week. This one definitely could be a draw. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the other side of your Sean for once. I'm gonna switch it and I'm gonna go bam to win this by split decision. Well, that's a it's a good point. You make very valid points, and there'll be a lot of people that totally agree with your points. There'll be people that will agree with me and disagree with me and agree with you, of course. And that's the beauty of having these conversations and, and putting our thoughts and feelings towards this fight i'm looking forward to it it is a real good fight and, and one that i'm thoroughly excited about as we sort of come to a close of the year with the one big show coming up next week which we'll be covering but interestingly also on the card of course is galalia fight and he is also a flyweight and he's going into his sixth professional fight against rocco santomaro for the wbc international flyweight title he's somebody that's been looking brilliant brilliant in his career so far i've uh, i've really enjoyed watching him progress quite quickly and obviously with him picking up that wbc international flyweight title against tommy frank stopping him emphatically in august this year you know tommy frank was a really good domestic opponent he's been fighting at a decent level and now he obliterated him and he's now going in against rocco santomaro and, and i think that's a good step up for him against a guy who's had 24 fights and it don't think it's going to be long before we could potentially be talking about Galalia 5 pushing for bigger fights in the division. And I think it's like you said, you've rightly pointed out, it is one of those divisions that doesn't get the, the, the marquee coverage. It doesn't necessarily get the same notoriety as other divisions because there's not as many stars knocking around. I think Galalia 5 is a star. And I think if he could continue to go down this path where he's beaten good opponents and getting good reputation for fighting on a card like this in America, I don't think it will be long before he starts to be considered for potential world title shots. I really don't. I mean, he's, he's, he's ranked in the top 20, and that just shows you sort of the depth of the division of where it's at after him only having five fights. So, you know, give him another three or four fights, and he's probably in a world title fight. So he also fights on this card and I mentioned the McGrails, Peter McGrail, who's looking better and better. He fight is he fights uh Jericho Quinn, who's sixteen one and one. And I think that is also another good step up for him at this stage of his career. If he gets a win on this card, and again he's another fighter I think who is gonna start to be pushed on pretty quick in this super bantamweight division. And then of course you've got Joe McGrail in the featherweight division also fighting on the card. So there is quite a few decent fighters from our shows in particular that are fighting in America this weekend. You've got Janaid Boston also on this card at 7-0, fighting an undefeated fighter who's 6-0 in Gordy Rust the second. So, you know, it's, it's it's like the Brits invading America this weekend with this particular card. It's a, it's, it's a decent card. It, it is. I mean, I know it's some of it's prospect versus journeyman and, and, and I don't always like that, but I think it's 
exciting prospects. It's not just prospect versus journeyman where you, you're expecting them in another 10 fights time to be exciting. These are exciting fighters that we've got in these lower weight categories from our shores that within the next 18 months to two years are probably going to be fighting for titles. So it's definitely one that I'll be looking to tune into with the majority of the fights that I'll be watching on it. I'm, I'm quite excited about the prospect of of seeing some of our guys on this card and, and seeing if they can get emphatic wins that are going to start to make you guys over in America talk about them a little bit more and look at potential fights in the future. So, yeah, the card in general, is it's not too bad, is it? No, it's good. I mean, it's good for it's great experience for, for Peter McGraw. It's great experience for, for Gadal uh, Yafai and obviously Joe McGraw as well. Uh, Peter McGraw, obviously, we know and Yafai very well for, from their amateur backgrounds. And it sort of fits well when you think of Jesse with his amateur background as well and uh, and how he's managed to jump forward now in, in, in a division that, um, again, not, as we said, as you rightly pointed out, I've said, you know, it just doesn't get the eyes on it. But when you think about it, you've got Sonny Edwards, you've got Julio Cesar Martins, who we're going to speak about in a minute, you've got Barry Rodriguez, and then you've got a guy like Yafai, a very young fighter, but um, he's got a great potential and he will be in and around those guys very soon. So it's quite exciting times, as long as they can sort of stick around the flyweight division. Uh, obviously, I do. I know Jesse's jumped up as he bam once and popped himself back down again. He's, he seems to be quite comfortable to be able to do that. Uh, I don't know how long he'll be able to remain as a flyweight, but you know, your fire's going to have a great opportunity. Uh, and Sonny, can Sonny stick around? And will he want to move up at some point? I mean, you might even see a rematch between these two in the super flyweight division at some point. But yeah, it's great to see our guys on there. And, and just to be for, for a fighter of so early in their careers to be able to travel over to America to, to to enjoy being in that country being a part of a big fight this is a special fight guys I mean Rodriguez Rodriguez and Edwards is up there 100% with Anue Fulton Jr and Crawford Spence in my eyes that is up there with them because if they were in a few weight divisions above people would be saying this is this is the best I mean other than Martinez, these are the two best in the division. I know the ring title's not on the line because Martinez is number two and not Jesse. Although many people, especially I, I feel that Rodriguez is the number two or one and two. However you want to put it, Sonny was one or two. I feel that they are. I feel Martinez has got a shout. Don't get me wrong. He's another name in the division, but I still feel that the ring probably should have should be on the line here. But either way, I feel that whoever wins this fight, we're going to have an idea of who's the best in the flyweight division. And just these young kids, you know, I call them young kids, but, you know, not all of them are that young. But they're just going to have a great experience being in America, fighting against guys they should be beating. And um, it, it just sets them perfectly going forward in the future for their careers. So we talked about Julio Cesar Martinez also fighting on a card in Minneapolis this weekend. He is defending the WBC flyweight title against Angelino Cordova. Undefeated fighter, Angelino Cordova. I don't know much about him, so I honestly can't sit here, guys, and say that I, I think he's a, a great fighter. I haven't had a chance to actually review his career or, or look at any clips of him. I just know that he is predominantly fought in Venezuela, and he's had two fights in the US last year and then earlier this year. So I don't really know if he's going to provide any sort of threat towards Martinez but I know Martinez and I know his style and I know what he brings and I know he's a, a good puncher for the division so I'm kind of anticipating that he'll he'll get the victory in in this one and he'll be looking at the other fight that we've been covering for this show with a very close eye as to wanting to see the winner 
because I think he'll probably call them out. And I think likewise with the winner, if there's a definitive winner in Rodriguez versus Edwards, I think there'll be a call out probably of Martinez to look at continuing to unify that division. So he also fights on that card. But David Morrell, the WBA super middleweight champion, who's looking to go 10-0, fights on this card as well, defending that title against Sena Agbeko on the card. I don't really know much about Sena Agbeko as well, if I'm being totally honest with you guys. He's not really for anybody of, of, of notoriety, I don't believe. And, and I think with that in mind, you kind of look at it as a a defence, uh, a standard defence for Morel in this instance. And if he looks good, which he has done in his last few fights, again, there's going to be that argument to put him in with a shout at fighting one of the other big guys in the division. We've all been talking about who gets the Canelo fight and whether David Benavidez will get the Canelo fight, but... I think everybody does forget about David Morrell being the WBA super middleweight champion and, and having you know some, some real good success in his last four or five fights. He's been stopping his opponents. He's he's stopped all but one of his opponents in his career so far. So it'd be uh, it'd be quite interesting to see how he gets on. And if he gets another a major stoppage here, then he'd be thinking about some of these fights. I mean, a Morel-Edgar Balanga fight would be quite an interesting fight. Two, two bangers of the division. I think that would be uh, be a good one. Balanga looking to also capture a world title. It wouldn't surprise me if something like that's in the pipeline going forward. So that is also another fight that is happening this weekend. Interestingly, on the same card as well, we see the return of the ghost Robert Guerrero against Andre Berto. Now, this is like a a throwback fight for, for most of us from from this generation. These two guys, I mean, they've been... I didn't think they'd, they'd still be fighting at this point, to be honest with you. They fought, they fought 11 years ago the last time they actually fought each other. 24th of November 2012, they fought each other, and Robert Guerrero got the unanimous decision. And it was that win against Berto that actually got Guerrero the Floyd Mayweather Jr. fight. But Guerrero... He hasn't fought in two years since his last fight against Victor Ortiz, which he won. And I, I thought he was all but retired, to be honest with you. But obviously, he's come out of retirement. This fight with Berto is going to be nostalgic for people in boxing, of course. But I can't honestly say I'm expecting a great deal out of it. But it's one of those where you could potentially see some of that's uh, quite exciting because these are two guys that are way past their best and what they once was isn't the same anymore and it might lead to a better fight. If you look at Berto, he's been out of the ring even longer. He's not fought since he beat Devin Alexander in 2018. So, yeah, he's, he's, I'm not really expecting much, but then it could be one of those that kind of does surprise a lot of people with their their skills not being as good as what they once was might create a better fight than what maybe we would expect. So, that is also happening on that particular card this weekend as well. And I've also got to make another note about some fights that are happening on Friday in Orlando as well. So, we have the vacant WBC super middleweight title previously held by Savannah Marshall. And her former opponent, Franchon Cruz Desern, fights Shadazia Green for the right to become the WBC super middleweight champion. So, that is also happening on the Friday on that same card is the return of Jake Paul as he fights Andre August. He's looking to bounce back from his loss to Tommy Fury earlier this year. However, he is fighting a guy who remains largely inactive, barring 
a win a little bit earlier this year. He is 10-1-1. Can't really make too much of him. He's 35 years of age, hasn't had an esteemed career. I feel very much like it's a way of getting Jake Paul a bit of confidence back before he starts locking it, calling out somebody again, maybe. But if you are interested in that, that is also happening this weekend. But I think, Johnston, I'm going to bring it back to the centre of attention, really, before the end of the show and just, again, recap what we've been talking about with Rodriguez versus Edwards. Guys, if you haven't already seen the fact that this fight's happening and you're only just tuning into it by listening to the show, make sure you tune into this fight. For those that are excited about it, like us, please let us know what you think about it. Johnston, final words. I know we've talked a lot about it already on the show, but I just sort of want a final summary from you before we close the show on Rodriguez versus Edwards. Um, I just can't keep saying it enough, really, that this is a top-level fight. It really is. It's it's, 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 it's a brilliant fight. And um, as I say, two contrasting styles always gives you the feeling that it's going to be a good one. Um, you know, you've got two excellent fighters, both at their peak. I, I still believe that Bam Rodriguez is going to Im- improve, which is uh, quite a scary feeling for those that are going to be his future rivals. But maybe Edwards has made the right move in getting him when he when he is, because I feel that Bam, by the time, he, in two years' time, when he's 25, 26, two, three years' time, he's going to be up there as one of the pound-for-pound best. He will not be in this flyweight division forever. He's a man, a, a boy on a mission. I mean, he's 23, looks younger than 23. He looks like such a baby in there. And, um, yeah, he really is just exceptional. Just watching the way he switches the angles, the way he can use his feet, the way he can break the ring down. He is going to be a superstar. And and then when you look at Edwards, who is, I believe, one of Britain's best, and I I honestly believe that, boxing-wise, Sonny Edwards is probably the best we have right now. And, uh, you know, we're Brits. We we are going to clearly you know I, I want Edwards to win the fight I do because I still feel that you know, even if Bam loses this he's going to go on to have a decorated career and so will Edwards either way but you know you're going to side with the British you're going to cheer him on he's going over to America you want him to do well I think the problem is with it with Sonny is it, it makes it difficult for you sometimes to root for him because of just some of the crap he comes out with and he does get a little bit annoying sometimes you know his personality probably isn't the greatest and he's probably not it's almost like he likes the clickbait stuff kind of thing, isn't it? You know, so um, I can see why people probably would like to see him get done as well. Um, either way, however you want to look at it, whether you're going to root for Sonny or not, if you just want to see absolute technical boxing at its best, then I honestly believe this is the fight for you. You're going to have a guy that's going to be looking on the back foot, switching the angles and Sonny Edwards, and he's going to fight on, on the back foot pretty much most of the time. He will come forward. He's got to be careful when he does, and hopefully Rodriguez don't nail him with anything. But Rodriguez is the guy that's going to need to cut off that ring. How good is he? I think we're going to find out. How good, how good, really good is he to be able to stop a guy like, or put it on a guy like Sonny? No one's done it. He's been down once in his career, very early. Other than that, no one's put a glove on him. Let's be honest. And his last two fights have been better so than Rodriguez is. So in that respect, it's a very even fight. I, I, honestly, you could go either way. I mean, we've said it, shall we? we one of them could dominate. And it could quite easily happen. We've seen it so far this year with, with Crawford and with Anoue in their fights. It could happen. I think third time lucky, I think this will be close. And I think first half Edwards, second half it's going to be great championship rounds. Looking forward to this fight, guys. I can't wait to see what happens. Of course, we will react to it in next week's reaction show. 
as we prepare for the final big, big show of the year with the Day of Reckoning show happening. But in the meantime, if you want more BTR Boxing Podcast content, go and check out the Legendary Nights podcast. The first episode of Season 4 is now live. It is the tale of Lennox Lewis versus Mike Tyson. A great nostalgic trip into boxing history, please do go and check us out at the Legendary Nights Podcast or at Legend Night Pod on Twitter. For everything else that we are covering, you will find it on the BTR Boxing Podcast Network, available on all podcasting platforms out there. Please make sure you check out all the other shows, that is Career Profiles and The Darker Side of Boxing. And I also want to give a shout out to the patrons of the podcast for supporting us through Patreon.com. Thank you, as always, guys, for supporting us and if you are in a position where you could also support us and you've not checked out patreon.com yet, please do. You could get all these episodes ad-free. Series-based content comes out earlier, so you get early access to that as well. We do have Patreon-only content, so there are episodes up there that haven't been released to the general public, so you'll be able to listen to all them ad-free as well. And in the new year, we'll be looking to resume service with Boxing Through the Decades, which is an exclusive Patreon series covering each decade from the 1900s all the way up to the 2010s so please do go and have a look at what we offer there and if you can support us great if you're not able to do that please just like and share all of our content on social media it truly truly helps if you're listening to us on spotify please do leave a comment below of what you think about this particular fight and any other fights coming up or anything that we've covered recently please do go and do it it really really helps us but that is it for this episode Thank you so much for listening to the Big Fight Preview on the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.